Everybody doing good? Happy Pentecost Sunday. I don't know, just that alone should put a little bit of anticipation inside of you. Should. It should. Let me open up with a couple scriptures. This is what we're going to do. We're going to read a couple scriptures. We're going to stand together and do a declaration. David is going to blast the Shavuot Shofar, the Feast of Weeks Declaration Shofar, and we're going to worship our, well, I should say our guts out, because that could look pretty bad. We're going to worship with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. In fact, I always want to encourage you all, if you feel like you want to flag during worship, there is a bucket of flags back there. Some of us bring our own flags, and Tammy's got special ones she won't let anybody touch, so don't, don't even think about it. And, uh, you know, if you just want to walk around and pray in the Spirit during worship, you are not a prisoner to your chair. So I just release freedom over you right now. Stand, sing, dance, jump, whatever you want to do. If you need to, like, get out of where the chairs are at because you feel like you're just stuck and you can't, you want to just step into a worship in a deeper way, but you're trapped feeling in your chair, even if you're married. You know, I'm just saying, you know, some of you, you might feel like you're right next to your spouse and you're like, well... If I raise my hands really high, are they going to think I'm being too spiritual? Just, just walk around. Do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> I like to give Tammy lots of rooms because she just starts flapping her hands around like, like Melissa Helzer. <laughs> so we're here today for Jesus, right? This is all about him. I've always said if the Lord is not in this, if his presence doesn't show up, I don't even want to do it. But the reality is he's faithful every time we gather to pour out his presence. Um, I've reminded everyone week after week that you each carry the Holy Spirit inside of you. You are a vessel. You are a temple of the Holy Spirit. If you are a believer in Jesus and you said, Jesus, come into my life, if you've received him as your Lord, he's come into you to live and create within you a new creature, a new person, someone that never walked the face of the earth before you received him. So if you've received Jesus, he's in you by the Holy Spirit. Everywhere you go, you are a living, walking encounter for, the, for people to come into to meet the presence of the Lord because he's in you. And Jesus said, out of your belly, so I don't know if that's your belly button, if it comes out there or, or where, but it's out of your innermost being, rivers of living water will flow out from within you out. In other words, the presence of God that you carry everywhere you go is in you to be flowing out of you. In other words, you're like a hose. You're like a pipeline for heaven to come flooding through and to go out. And you don't have to worry. You won't run out. In fact, the more you give away, the more you're going to get. There might be some testimonies tonight about what that looks like as you give it away. But he's in you already. But when you come together with other believers, it's like the gate of your heart pops open. And in the place of worship, all of the rivers start to, to flow. All of the streams flow as one river. And then the presence of God comes upon our worship in an even greater measure. So you, you can't go wrong. Wherever you are, the Lord's there. When you're with other believers, he's going to increase his measure. And then as you worship, he's going to come down even stronger. So I want to encourage you guys tonight as you worship Jesus, let it out. 
let it out. You may not be able to see it, but just know that the, the presence of God is coming out of you. He is riding on your words. He is, he is anointing your words as your words come out of your mouth, as your declarations of praise, of truth, are coming out of you. Heaven is coming to unite with your words to release power. There's power in your words. The power of life and death is in your tongue. So I want to encourage you guys with that. Have an anticipation because the Lord wants to pour out more of himself on us. This is Pentecost Sunday, so we're going to look at a couple of scriptures. I'll just go ahead and read. I forget which book this was from. I think this is from Matthew chapter 3. No, this is from Acts. Boy, Acts chapter 2. That's fitting because it is Pentecost Sunday, right? So Acts chapter 2, actually chapter 1 says, hey, good evening. Uh, Acts chapter 1 says, Jesus instructed the, the disciples, okay, so this was after his, his crucifixion on the cross, his burial in the tomb, and the third day he rose, and when he was getting ready to ascend up into heaven before the disciples, he said this, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait here until you receive the gift I told you about. The gift the Father has promised. For John baptized you in water, but in a few days from now, you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. So there's a reference Jesus made to water baptism that John was doing, and it's also something that he's instructed us to do, and we'll look at that in a second. And tonight we will be doing at least one water baptism. So the, the tank is ready to go. If, if at some point this evening you feel like, I want to be water baptized, then I would just say do it. Just when we're doing it, you just come talk to Tammy or myself or someone else in the room and say, I want to get dunked and just plan on going home with wet clothes. It's okay. If you don't live too far, that's all right. Okay, so Jesus continued to say in Acts chapter 1, he said, but I promise you this, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. Just let those words rest on you right now. He wants to come upon you. And you will be seized with power. Holy Spirit wants to come upon you and seize you with power, fill you with power. And you will be my messengers or witnesses to Jerusalem, to Judea, the distant provinces, even to the remotest places on earth. God wants to empower us with his spirit. He wants to come upon us, fill us, seize us with his power, and give us boldness to be his witnesses, his messengers, everywhere you go. Whether it's your workplace, your neighborhood, wherever. Okay, where are we at? Acts chapter 2. Suddenly... This is after Jesus had risen in front of them and ascended into heaven. Suddenly, as they were together, 120 disciples were together in the upper room. Suddenly they heard the sound of a violent blast of wind rushing into the house from out of the heavenly realm. The roar of wind was so overpowering, it was all anyone could bear. Then all at once, a pillar of fire appeared before their eyes. It separated into tongues of fire that engulfed each one of them. When the Holy Spirit came down, 
for that first time to birth the church, the fire of God came into the room. Tongues of fire, little flames of fire separated and rested on every one of the believers. This was the promise that Jesus was referring to, that the Holy Spirit would come upon them, that the fire of God would come upon them. The Bible says that our God is an all-consuming fire. Let's just go a little further into this. I'm not sure if I've convinced you guys yet. Yeah, I know. I need to get rid of part of that. There we go. So the flames of fire separated and engulfed each one of them. They were all filled and equipped with the Holy Spirit and were inspired to speak in tongues, empowered by the Spirit to speak in languages they have never learned. So when that happened, it caused such, such a shift in the atmosphere of that place where they were at that it got the attention of people who were in Jerusalem celebrating Passover, or not Passover, but celebrating the Feast of Weeks. This is the fulfillment of what was prophesied through the prophet Joel. For God says, just receive this tonight, guys, because this is about us. God says... This is what I will do in the last days. I will pour out my spirit on everybody. Everybody. Just put your hand on yourself. I am everybody. <laughs> I, am, I am somebody. That means I'm part of the everybody. I will pour out my spirit on everybody and cause your sons and daughters to prophesy. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will experience dreams from God. The Holy Spirit will come upon all my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. Why don't we stand together, guys? We're going to prophesy tonight. The Holy Spirit's already here. You already brought him in the room if you're a Christian. He's going to pour himself out in a greater way. There's... There's anticipation that something unusual in the realm of heaven will come into this room tonight. Just because we are here on Pentecost Sunday, I believe God is that good. He is a God of miracles. He's a father that gives good gifts to his children, and he wants to give us gifts tonight. He wants to release something unique from heaven. So I would just say, as we declare and as we worship tonight, just to have an anticipation in your heart. Go after it. I want to encourage the kids, the adults, every person in this room, let's go after it tonight. Let's go after him with all that is within you. Anticipate the presence of God to come and do something unique inside of you and in this room and even outside of the walls of this building tonight. So we're going to read together a declaration. This is called declaration number four. I don't know, they're just numbered for some reason. So I just want to prepare you guys as soon as we're done reading this. I don't want anyone to get scared, but David will have that shofar, and he's going to blast it right at the back of Forrest's head there. <laughs> yeah, come on up, brother. Okay, here we go, you guys. Are you ready? Are you going to be able to see this declaration too? All right, so let's say this together. As we present ourselves to you today in this place of worship, we are declaring... God is in a good mood. He loves me all the time. 
Nothing can separate me from his love. Jesus' blood paid for everything. I will tell nations of what he has done. I am important. How he made me is amazing. I was designed for worship. My mouth establishes praise to silence the enemy. Everywhere I go becomes a perfect health zone. And with God, nothing is impossible. Here we go, guys. intoxicating. He wants to fill you up on the inside. Come, Holy Spirit. Come and have your way tonight. Just lift up your voice and, and if you pray in tongues, just, just pray out in the Spirit. you for your love and your mercy. Thank you for pouring out your spirit in this place. with you.
thank you for your tangible presence tonight, Father. Thank you, Father, that we just were able to lay everything down at your feet tonight. And we get to rise up in your peace and in your love tonight, Father. that the Lord wants to minister to hearts tonight. I was feeling while we were worshiping, there's hearts that he wants to heal. That could be physical heart or that could be a broken heart, just pain that you carry. He wants to heal hearts tonight. But I wanna at this, just at this time, um, we're gonna, we're gonna minister to the, the house here, but I'm gonna ask a few of you to come up. So I want Dale to go ahead and come up. I'm actually gonna have you share the first word. And Burroughs, if you guys would come up. David, if you have the unction to function, go ahead and come up as well. Barbara, if you wanna come up as well, you can come over to this side. Some of you can come to this side of Tammy if you want. Christian, if you feel uh, anointed and appointed, by the way, you're all anointed and appointed. I could probably just have everybody come up here and share something, but uh, Dale has something that God showed him, so he's just gonna. Well, during that song, I was having vision with the lion that was God just running and would come each time to a place where the enemy was attacking some people. And then the lion would just roar and the enemy would just be turned to winds. That's so good. If you feel like you are under the attack of the enemy, I just want you to stand up right now. To stand where you're at if you feel like the enemy is attacking you. We're just going to declare the roar of the Lion of Judah over you tonight. If I could have maybe a couple people go back to this wonderful lady who we've yet to meet. Um, maybe, uh, yeah, if a couple of you ladies want to go and then come back afterwards. But yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, God, for that word, that you are the lion of the tribe of Judah, and you run. You run towards the danger. You run when the enemy is on your sons and daughters. You take care of the bully. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, to come now. Come now over this sister. Come now and scatter the enemy. Let the enemy be, the enemy be scattered. Let God arise and his enemy be scattered. In Jesus' name, we just release grace. We release freedom over you tonight. 
we release the healing of, of your heart in Jesus' name. We say, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, we thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you, Lord. I just hear the Holy Spirit reminding me and us that He is the river of life. And out of everything that's going on in the world right now, out of everything else that can be going on in your life, He wants to meet with you. He wants to meet with you in this place by the river. He's ready to nourish you with His Word and wash you with His Word. And just be with Him. Be planted by his river, his living waters. Draw on him out of everything else that could be going on. He wants a personal interaction with you. And he's really glad to have you here. He's so glad. Really, truly. He really loves you deeply and just wants to have moments with you. the Lion of Judah that you were sharing, I was seeing the same thing. Uh, in this world today, when we just out in public, it's real easy to get caught up in how everything's nay and and, and everything's going downhill. Your your 401ks, every, everything's garbage out there. But the Lion of Judah is king over everything. He's king over our finances. He's king over our houses. He's king over everything and sickness. And I was just like what you were saying is the father was just coming up behind you and roaring over your circumstances whatever they might be he's he's creating breakthrough for you he's creating a way that you can come and worship him and you can come and love on him I, I was seeing the same thing and also during worship I felt like I usually don't sense angels or see angels but the angels are here and are wanting us to enter in. We're almost at that tipping point where it's just gonna go crazy. The angels were just like pushing us up a little more further to worship him. So just come with expectation. Don't bring the garbage to the world. Come with expectation that the Lion of Judah is here. Ma'am, I don't know your name, but I saw the Father putting the shield over you. The shield of protection over you. So just know that he's got you wrapped, that he's got your back. Yes, Father. Just release your protection, your breakthrough, Father. God, whatever the need is, Father, we release it. God, we thank you that you're a good Father. Yeah, 
I'll just let him minister to you. It's good. Is it Laura? Your name? Heather, okay. Sorry. I've had some interactions this week, some God appointments, and I just, it's hard to tell for sure if I had talked to you this week, but it wasn't you. No, okay, you'd remember. The mailman was talking to you. Okay, well, we just want to bless you. I just have just a tiny like I'm sure this is this is probably a little bit of my heart for you guys but for Christian and San, do you say Sandra or Sandra Sandra it is okay I just want to make sure I wasn't getting the Hispanic ah uh, okay so I'm gonna mess it up I don't mean to be offensive you guys I know that you I, I only knew you for a very very short time but I just wanted you to know like there was you guys left an impact on me with the way that you loved people the way that you loved me and the way that you loved each other and I know it was such a short time but I feel like when I was just praying like Lord that feels like a selfish thing to say like thank you but I feel like God wants you to know all the lives that you guys have touched over the last however many years that you've been walking with Jesus the lives that you guys have touched for a week or a month or five years you guys have left a mark and people remember your faces, they remember your hearts for them, the things that you spoke to them, the way that you love each other. That was a testimony to me. I was single at the time, divorced actually. That was a testimony how you guys loved each other. So short or long, I just want you guys to remember that the Jesus in you, he's so contagious and he stains every person that you lay your hands on, like immediately stains them kool-aid wine deep stain <laughs> so i just want to encourage you guys with that it's nothing majorly prophetic but i felt like god just wanted to encourage you guys that i'm on you i'm all over you and i'm leaking out of you every person that you touch so anyway and then just as a corporate thing god was stirring my heart when we were singing that um if you're looking if you're searching for a heart as your reward then i am yours and i thought you are mine, Jesus. Like, you are my reward, Jesus. Like, I'm looking for all that you have for me and all that you are. And I lay my life down and I thought, he is our reward. So as we sing those songs to him, like, if you're searching for a heart as your reward, I am yours. And I feel like he's like, and I am yours. In that very intimate place, I am yours. Just to reflect on him saying that, looking in each of us in the eyes and saying that, I am yours. Guys, don't go anywhere. Do you guys have anything else? 
Arizona behind you. You guys, do you, do you guys? Okay. Bar Barbara. Actually, this is kind of happening like right now is what I'm seeing is um, this looks like a simple building, but in the eyes of the Lord, this is a cathedral. Each one of us are the, the supports of that cathedral. And we are shored up by angels, but mostly we are shored up by Jesus. We are like the, the supports, we're the pillars, we're the flying buttresses, and we are just aimed at an open heaven. There is an open heaven over this church, over the hearts of each one of us. It's just a glorious thing. The light is so bright, I cannot begin to describe it. It is not of this world. It is an open heaven. It's just beautiful. We have legions of angels. We have Christ touching each one of our hearts. His hand is in our hearts. He is within us, each one of us. We are here to do his mission, to, to, to pursue him, constantly pursue him, to touch others in our lives. We change everywhere we go. We continually grow in Jesus. We are, we are here for the purpose of the Father that he deemed anointing each one of us. Each one of us is different. It's different, and we here in the body of Christ is you're here to glorify Him, to hear to here to spread His word, here just to worship Him. That is our goal here on this planet. Now it is to to sustain our faith, to receive His glory, to to take authority, the authority that He has given us, and take it into the world and bring back more, bring back more and more and more into the body of Christ. We will touch people wherever we go. There are so many people who are hungry for Jesus and their lives are changed by our presence because we carry Jesus in our hearts. don't have anything else I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the burrows up here just for another minute because they're gonna share some testimony um, or you guys can stay up here too it's, it's fine I'm not making you go just, just if you want to I don't want you to feel awkward um, I just am feeling tonight that the Lord he wants to interact with you individually he wants to interact with you and he wants to show you that he is your your protector. He is your the lion that roars over you. He is your defender. And he's your bridegroom. He he is your he's the lover. As we sing that song, I want to be the oil. I want to be the sacrifice. I want to be the laid down lover all my life. Uh, honestly, guys, I, I believe that's that is the requirement. That's the requirement. Jesus paid it all. He he paid the full price on the cross. The proper response is to be a laid down lover all your life. He wants to fill you with his oil. I was just remembering this scripture. I'm just gonna read a couple parts of it. It's from Matthew 25. I almost thought maybe we need to preach on this tonight, but it's not really a sermon to preach, not at least not that I feel like I could really go deep into. Um, but the parable of the 10 virgins. 
Jesus was talking about this. He said that when my coming draws near, how many of you guys know that the day of the Lord is closer today than it was yesterday? It could be 100 years from now. It could be tomorrow. I don't know. I honestly don't know. But Jesus did give us instructions. Which we're not going to talk about those instructions right now. But this is what he said. When my coming draws near, heaven's kingdom realm can be compared to 10 maidens who took their oil lamps and went outside to meet the bridegroom and his bride. Five were foolish and ill-prepared, and they took no extra oil for their lamps. Five of them were wise, and they took flasks of oil, olive oil, with their lamps. When the bridegroom didn't come, when they expected, they all grew drowsy and fell asleep. You know, we can get tired. We can get weary in well-doing. But the Bible tells us don't grow weary in, in doing well and doing good. Just when you think he's not going to show up, he comes. Take that prophetically as his outpouring. Take that as his actual literal return. Then suddenly in the middle of the night, they were awakened by the shout, Get up! Is that loud enough? You want me to say it louder? The bridegroom is here. Come out and have an encounter with him. I like the Passion Translation most of the time. I really like it in that verse. So all the girls got up, trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones were running out of oil. So they said to the five wise ones, share your oil with us because our lamps are going out. They said, we can't. We don't have enough for all of us. You'll have to go buy some for yourselves. While the five girls were out buying oil, the bridegroom appeared. They were ready and waiting. Were escorted inside with him, with Jesus. The wedding party to enjoy the feast and then the door was locked. Later, the five foolish girls came running up to the door and pleaded, Lord, Lord, let us in. Let us come in. And he called back, go away. Do I know you? I can assure you, I don't even know you. That is the reason you should always stay awake and be alert because you don't know the day or the hour when the bridegroom will appear. Jesus wants to fill your lamp. He wants to give you the supply you need. He wants to empower you to stand from now until the end of your life or until he comes if it's before that time. He doesn't want you just to run on the fumes of other people who are carrying the oil. And all you have to do is respond to what he has done on the cross for you. Respond by saying, here's my life. If it's a heart that you want as your reward, here's my heart. Take it all. I surrender. I am a, I'm going to be a laid down lover of Jesus for the rest of my life, all my life. When I gave my life to Jesus in my living room 32 years ago, I guess it was. I might be off on the math. I was just a 20-year-old kid that was enjoying the pleasures of the world. I loved drugs. I loved worldliness. I loved it all. Whatever felt good, 
you should do it is what my motto was as long as it didn't destroy your life and then Jesus and then Jesus came chased me down the hound of heaven was chasing me down and he's chasing you down he wants you he wants your heart he wants it all and all I could do to respond was Jesus I don't know how I'll ever change my life but one thing I'll do I'll give you my life I surrender I give it all to you he came in he came in something changed people in my family could see the difference I went from a pale dead-looking black metal Satanist at age 20 to a spirit-filled son of God and you all have your story too he's inviting you to come into a lifestyle of surrender a lifestyle of being his laid-down lovers being a worshiper doesn't mean you never leave your room and doesn't mean you never close the Bible and get up and go to a job. It just means that you put him first. He's, he's the first place. He gets the preeminence. He gets to be the center of it all. Because when he's in the center of it all, it's all so full of joy. Well, maybe, maybe your experience doesn't feel joyful, but even in the, even in the darkness, there's joy that you can be found. And he wants to be your source. He wants to release you to dream big dreams with him, to go after the passions in your heart, to not be a cookie cutter Christian, but to be you, Barbara. Jesus clothed in Barbara's body. Jesus clothed in Ed's body. Jesus clothed in Rachel's body. Jesus clothed in Heather's body. Every one of you, he just wants to be the center of it all. I just feel like that, that is his heartbeat tonight. Is he, there is an urgency of the hour. I almost would just say, it's time to get your house in order. I'm preaching to myself. It's time to get your house, Scott, in order. It's time to get rid of the things that are the trip wires and the obstacles, the thorns, the weeds that are trying to grow up in the garden with you, trying to choke out the things of God, trying to compete for your attention and your time and your nourishment. The devil would love to feed you with his stuff, surround you and overwhelm you and fill your life with weeds of his kingdom. We have an opportunity daily to yield ourselves to him to surrender to him anew so I just want to encourage you guys with that if you feel like tonight at the end of the meeting you want some prayer regarding that to go deeper with Jesus to, to just to take a step in putting him first then we would love to pray with you and we will blast you with prayer like we will turn on the fire hoses and aim them right at you and just infuse whatever Holy Spirit we have right at you. So we'll offer that. But for now, I want to give these guys, take, take your time, share some testimony, share some story, and Tammy and I will go sit and listen so we can enjoy it.
Okay, when we went on our trip, we were gone for just under six weeks, just a couple days shy of six weeks, and it was awesome. Uh, we just prayed that Jesus would encounter people through us somehow, that people would know that they had come face-to-face -face with Jesus, whether we spoke his name loudly or prayed over them or whatever, whatever it was, just by our lives. And so we got to go back to Kansas City, and my kids have heard this story like a thousand times, so I won't go into like super detail, but God was so faithful um, with my family in Kansas City. Um, my mom's whole side of the family is there, so she has siblings, and they have kids that are my age and then kids that are their age, and so it was really a precious time to just go see him. We haven't seen him since pre-COVID, so um, we had a family gathering a, a couple days before we were leaving, and I felt like I had just some words of encouragement for my cousin. Um, she's 10 months younger than me, so we're really close in age and really close in heart and spirit. Had an, some encouraging words for her husband, and he's a, he's a big, burly guy. Kind of like you, Christian, big, gruff guy. But he's a big old teddy bear. So sometimes he might come off a little gruff, but he's like this big old teddy bear. And so anyway, and God just wanted to encourage him with some stuff. And so I was speaking some words over him, and he was like, well, I don't know if you've been talking to Tiffany, his wife, but this is, God's been doing this and this, and that's exactly what you're talking about. And so God was just confirming things in his life. And they were mostly raised his family was mostly raised like Baptist. Now my cousin and I on this side of the family, we were always like Assembly of God, charismatic Pentecostal. So we're welcoming the Holy Spirit, but her with her husband and their kiddos, they've been a little tame. So when I come in and start poking at stuff, they're kind of like, whoa, that was weird. So it was really cool to see the Holy Spirit just show up and for God to get the glory. And so then also with her son, more stuff just calling out leadership like he might as well have been wearing one of those like miss america banners like leadership not pastor necessarily but it was just like anything that you're going to walk into you have leadership written all over you and he's like i don't see what you see and i'm like that's okay because god sees it so don't worry about that just lean in lean in buddy so just words of encouragement and speaking life over them and then the highlight from for me of the whole trip of jesus just going like was my my cousin's oldest daughter Lily she's 22 and she that whole day just kind of looked like a whipped pup and I thought like I don't I'm not close enough to her to go up and be like hey uh what's going on in your life because I haven't talked to you in like 10 years you know so she's um she just real tender real sweet beautiful girl so I give a word of encouragement to her dad and to her brother and I see her standing there and she's just like <laughs> I thought oh, dear Lord, I don't have anything for her, like, in my heart, going, Lord, I don't have anything. Dang it. So anyway, I just go over, and I'm like, I'm just going to love on her, because I'm going to give her a hug. They have to go. So I just give her a hug, and all you star truckies out there, it was like this beam me up Scotty thing from heaven to me. God just poured out his love before it sounds cliche, it felt like molasses. Like I was hugging her and I almost felt like I couldn't even stand up. It was so thick over her. And so I was like, whoa, Lily, ooh, okay. God has some stuff to say to you. And so I just felt like he really wanted her to know that God was so enamored with her. Like grip your chin, look you in the eye, enamored. Like lock eyes with me, baby girl. 
And so she starts crying. She's hugging me. I knew you were going to make me cry. And I said, hey, I'm not trying to make you cry. Jesus just wants to love on you. That's all. I know this sounds so cliche, but wow, it's overwhelming how much God is pouring out. I have never physically felt that kind of a manifestation to where it was like, man, can somebody come help me stand up? Because good Lord. So it was just powerful. God wanted to get to her. So I started to just speak over her and I was hugging her and and I started to just pray over her that that God wanted to just engulf her in his love and it wasn't just a come here baby girl it was a protective thing I felt like God was just like like over her you know like protection like you guys know I can be like that so so that's Jesus okay <laughs> so, uh, but I felt like that and I said I feel like God is trying to protect you from wolves in sheep's clothing and so she pulled back and looked at me, and she looked at her mom, and her mom looked at the brother, and the brother looked back at the mom, and, then, and they're like, I just want to tell you everything. And they're like, that's amazing. What are you talking about? And I'm like, I literally have no idea. Like, whatever the Holy Spirit is saying, I didn't come into this thing armed with back, you know, back information. Well, it turned out that there was a relationship on the horizon with this sweet girl, and God was not going to have it. It just wasn't the right guy. wasn't the right time. He was kind of a snake in the grass. And his, her parents had been saying, Lily, he's a wolf. He's a wolf. You don't need this. He's a wolf. And so as soon as I said that, it, cut, it just really helped cut that and sever that for her, for her to receive the wisdom from her parents. So anyway, I, and I got to meet with her later that week and just encourage her more. But she was like, wow, that was like witchcraft. And I was like, no, it was the exact opposite of that. I was like, this is, this is how much God loves you. Your crazy cousin from across the country comes into town and starts saying things over you that I have no idea. And her mom's going, I didn't say anything. You know, I promise. Scout's on her, you know. But it was just awesome because because Jesus came in and she had gotten herself in just the situation just tied up emotionally nothing worse but but God decided instead of making her walk herself back out of the jungle he brought in an airlift and just like whoop, you don't have to walk this out baby girl because I got you and it was just a powerful testimony to them of the love of God and a powerful testimony to us and even the kids because at the time that I was speaking these things over her in this driveway Forrest had been talking to her dad and he had been hearing all this stuff. And so when I'm relaying it to the family, Forrest is like, you really have no idea what you, you know, like you were saying these things, but that was the Holy Spirit because I didn't have these words. I don't pray that over everybody, like wolf in sheep's clothing. That was just something the Holy Spirit had to say. And so we were, I feel like we were stirred up in our faith. And the next morning, more words. I was praying over some family members and I'm just shooting them things on Facebook Messenger. And so I feel like, the moral of that silly little story <laughs> like I had nothing for her going in I didn't feel like I really got a heavy revy for Lily I'm gonna give it to her it's gonna break off the chains you know like I didn't have any of that I walked over just in obedience and just Lord I'm just gonna love on her I'm gonna let you love on her as I just hug her and I'm gonna embrace her with the love of Jesus and cry out if you got anything please give it to me <laughs> so he did he was faithful to fill an empty vessel that knew nothing you know I always joke like if he can use a donkey in the Bible Balaam's donkey look it up if you haven't read it he can use me so in with our family situation 
I felt like that was one of the like most powerful things and it was probably or I think it was the best family gathering I've experienced since leaving in 99 so it was a really just amazing thing God moved multiple times we got to pray with friends and family and Forrest got to like we were praying over some friends again not knowing what their lives are we haven't seen him in so long and we don't haven't really seen behind the scenes and he got to pray over them and speak over them and speak life and encouragement over them I'm praying for him and of course I can go a mile a minute and I don't shut up and so finally he got a word in edgewise and so he's praying over him and it was powerful you know that God was going to bring something along and it wasn't going to be the usual thing it's going to come along and it's going to be unusual but go for the unusual so he's just just I feel like God was growing and stretching us in this trip um, in a really good way and 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 in that so refreshed getting to see so many people that we love and kind of rekindling those relationships so it's like we can go back into those relationships and speak fun we can speak wisdom we can speak love we can speak truth whatever it is but we feel like God was extremely faithful on this trip so anything to say yeah I think the only thing I had to say is just that it would it's just so simple right sometimes we make it we can make it in our minds more complicated, but just loving on people and trying to keep your heart and your ears open to the Holy Spirit. Um, that's just what we tried to do, and and he responded, and we had some great opportunities. So, yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. Thanks to him. Yeah. <laughs> I would say along those lines, um, people know our faults we're very like we're very transparent with people I'm probably an oversharer as those of you that know me um, <laughs> but we're very transparent so people know like we know, we have troubles we have issues we're not perfect parents you know like we go head to head and but just showing like we're real we're broken but Jesus period full stop you know but Jesus he's like thank thank you Jesus for like for this marriage and I can tell you so many ladies need this guy right here so we all we go and we pray for a forest for all the ladies even you Belle <laughs> but just fo so fortunate the marriage that we have been able to build with the grace of God and the strength of God and be able to work together and go into those places and we see people that are at each other and frustrated and and tearing each other down and it's like no 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 let's teach you let's let's build each other up let's speak life over each other let's pray for that person you know where they can't fight you in prayer that's the best place and but going in and just being vulnerable with our issues and not there's a lot but just being ourselves I'm Amy I'm crazy I'm loud, I'm obnoxious, all of my people will tell you that, but I love Jesus. So if you know me and you get to know me, you're going to get to know Jesus. And I believe that Jesus had a lot of fun, and he went head to head with all of the sins that you can think of. None of you are discounted, so you're all qualified by the blood of Jesus. And so that was what we, I feel like that's what we walked in. With every place we went, we saw a lot of crazy things that I'm not used to, we went to New Orleans. Yes. So lots of fun things there. Lots of people that need Jesus there. So, you know, when your heart's like, oh, you get all pious and I'm like, oh my gosh, no, 
You know what that person needs? Jesus. They don't need my judgment. They need Jesus. So it, it was a lot, of, a lot of opportunities, a lot of learning opportunities for us to grow a little bit in Jesus because he loves us and he's patient with all of our nasty. So we just don't always wear it out here. So anyway, he's good. We were refreshed. We still like each other even after this trip. The six weeks of awesome. Uh, <laughs> we could have kept going. The kids, on the other hand, would have wanted to stay here a little longer. So, yeah, it was awesome, and God was faithful. So that's it. You got anything? Nope. That was okay. It. The end. <laughs> well, we're so happy that you're back. That's, you know, as you guys are sharing, I'm just um, seeing you guys like, uh, like county mounties, no, not county mounties, just like deputies. Yeah. Like you're armed and dangerous. And I just was getting this picture of you with those, you know, the big deputy hats and the guns. And uh, yeah, I just feel like so it's anyway, we just thank you for the testimony. And we we prophesy that testimony spills over on everyone else here. If if Jesus can do it in them, he can do it in all of us. You all can prophesy. You all can pray for people. And even when you, that's right. That's right. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes when you don't think you have a word, just go give a big hug. And then the oil of heaven pours down. Or molasses. Molasses of heaven. Mmm. Sounds good. I'm hungry right now, so I'd even eat a spoonful of molasses. Maybe. That could cause bad things. Anyway. Wow. Awesome. Pastor Force and Pastor Amy. Good job. You guys pastored so well. So, hey, guys. We. Oh, hi. (laughs) I thought, did you have something to share? Oh, okay. Because if you do, you can come up. Okay. Man, you know, I got rid of the background music for this part, and now all I hear is my stomach growling. So, <laughs> help me, Lord. I have bread that you know nothing of, or food. Anyway, so this is what we'll do. I have like 10 verses to walk us through. We can see what the Holy Spirit will do with his word. I think his word is powerful. In fact, the word of God is uh, living, and it is active. It's actually sharper than a sword. And makes me think of something I cut my fingers on just the other day. Oh, by the way, if you go into the ladies' room, do not try to unscrew the thing that's that's in the faucet right now. It's sharper than a double. Maybe it's not that sharp. I try to take it off by hand, and it is very sharp. And I got all kinds of cuts on my hands, and I didn't even realize it. Anyway, that's a rabbit trail. What we'll do is we'll plow through um, gracefully ten verses of Ephesians two. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. And then after that, it's going to be baptism time yeah yeah it's gonna be fun barbara so far tonight is the only victim in the room that we're gonna bury in the in the in the water grave over here and if you know if you change your mind if anyone would just like to get rebaptized or baptized for the first time and you don't mind going home wet you know we do have a couple towels you could kind of dry off and the water is 95 degrees warm so i know you're like ugh. but it's gonna be so quick in there you know, we're not going to, so what we're going to do, we'll go through the word, take a few minutes and go through some scriptures, and then we'll have Barbara come up, and what I'd like to have happen tonight is for as many of you who feel like you want to just bless her and speak a word over her, we're going to record everything as we always do, 
And we just want to bless you. We want to just speak over your life and, and how grateful we are for you as a family member here and for where God is leading you in this next step. Um, yeah, well, we'll just wait. I'll keep on, if I'm not quiet, I'll just keep on going. And you know, I don't want to make you feel overwhelmed with all kinds of mushy words. So we'll just, but that's what we'll do. We'll just um, spend some time, we'll prophesy, and then we're going to take her over to the, to the grave over there and we're going to bury her briefly. Um, and bring her right back up. We're not going to hold her down, we promise. We promise. <clears throat> you what? She did not bring a snorkel. Okay. Yeah. No, we want you to be fully submerged, but not, you know, don't breathe it in, of course. So just hold your breath, and we'll do it. And we'll play her favorite uh, worship music while we're, while we're baptizing her. So you guys ready? Buckle your seatbelt or unbuckle it, whatever you feel like doing. We are going to cover Ephesians 2, 1 through 10. It's going to be simple. And this, the theme of this whole chunk of scripture is raised with Christ and seated with him in the heavenly realm. This is a theme that we have been feeling like God is highlighting for us as a church, as, as believers. I know that we've talked about this. Amy, you've mentioned this, this whole thing of, I'm wanting to get the revelation. I want to get my mind around what is this third heaven perspective. And basically, when we talk about the third heaven, we're talking about where we are actually seated positionally in Christ. So you surrendered your life to Jesus, hopefully, at this point. You're in this room, and you've put up for, uh, with us for this long. Hopefully, you've said, Jesus, I want you to come into my life. You've surrendered to him. He's coming in to live within you. And he's given you access to the heavenly realm. You and I have 100%, 24-7 access to go before the throne of grace. It's a real place. It's a real throne room. It is where Jesus is seated at the right hand of his Father right now. And it's not like a bazillion miles out in outer space. It's actually the kingdom is here. It's in our midst. Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is within you. It's at hand. It's like so close. All you really have to do, I asked someone about this because they were preaching. It was uh, Eberly. What's his first name? Harold Eberly. He has this book about, you know, it's not up here and that's all Calvinism and stuff. So I asked, I clarified, so then how would you explain or, or access the, the realm of heaven if it's not up? And he would say, I just say lean into it. It's like, hmm, Okay. So you could just lean into heaven if that works for you. The truth is we have access, whether it's up or over or around you, all around you, or if it's an open heaven over your life or it's a portal, however you want to look at it, you have access because the Holy Spirit, the Wi-Fi connection is from heaven and right into your heart by the Holy Spirit, a real person, not just a feeling, not just an emotion, not just a electricity or power. He's powerful, and he could electrocute you at any moment. I'm just saying. So I'm not saying don't be, you know, a little nervous if he starts to show up in power because you might fall on the ground and start shaking. It could happen. But you have access. He has given you an unbreakable Wi-Fi. I like to use the Wi-Fi example. An unbreakable connection to the throne room, and and actually, you and I are seated positionally right now seated with Jesus in that heavenly realm and we we, we we refer to it as the third heaven 
You go outside, you look at the sky. God created the heavens and the earth, right? We see the heavens. We're on the earth. Then there's the second heaven, which we don't really see that talked about in Scripture, but we do see Paul referring to a third heaven. If there's a third heaven and we see the, he- the, the first heaven right here, there must be a second. Now, we understand that it's, it's between heaven and earth where the combat takes place, where angels and demons battle. And we are learning and have learned and we're continuing to renew our minds with this reality that you and I, because we are seated with Christ in the heavenly realm, we get to look at our circumstances here on earth from the throne room, from a third heaven perspective. Does that kind of make sense? If you're seated with Christ in the heavenly realm and you're walking on the earth at the same time, and you begin to look at your circumstances and get overwhelmed with fear or panic or worry or whatever might come at you or sickness or whatever, anything could just start coming at you. Darkness could come at you. How do we battle that? How do we, how do we deal with that? That we're, Do we just stay here on earth and take the Bible as our sword and, and fight upward at the demons to get off me? Or do we go back to where we're seated? Get back, as, as Donna De Silva says in our Wednesday night um, thing. By the way, you have one Wednesday left if you want to come join us. Session 8 for shifting atmospheres. It's all about where you're seated and it's all about your authority. Donna says, get back into your seat. Get, get back into your seat, of the, the seat of love. And we, we deal with our circumstances, we deal with the enemy from the throne room because it's from the throne room where Jesus rules and reigns, where all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to him and he rules above all authorities, all powers, all principalities. He rules above them all. We want to be with him where we're above it, where the victory is won, right next to the victor. We're there, but we have to remind ourselves, oh, I'm in the middle of the fight right now. I best get back up with him my perspective needs to shift, and I need to, to recognize and approach my circumstances from the throne room. The throne room, I, I feel like it's like a battle room. It's like the war room. It's, it's the place where we get to know the victory is, is eminent. In, eminent? Is that the right word? Imminent. There we go. Thank you. I knew I was off with a letter there. The victory is imminent. The victor is going to return. And we want to be tracking with him. We want to be in step with him. So let's look at the scriptures. You guys ready? Okay. You're like, oh, that was quite the preface. (laughs) Took up half the time just talking, Alcorn. Okay, here we go. Verse 1 of chapter 2 of Ephesians. This is the Passion Translation, but you can read along in your whatever version you've got. This is definitely a little more passionate. Uh, I encourage you to read it in many versions. And his fullness fills you. Just put your hand on your heart. Just say, Jesus, let your fullness fill me. Let your fullness fill me. Yeah, his fullness, the fullness of Jesus fills you by the Holy Spirit. Even though you were once like corpses. See, I like the passion. I like words like that. You were once like corpses. This is like the land of the living dead. You know, we're, we're, walking, we're, we're walking in this earth with the walking dead. Dead in your sins. So people are alive and breathing, but they're actually, just like you and I, were at one time dead in their sins and offenses. It wasn't 
that long ago that you lived in the religion and the customs and the values of this world, obeying the dark ruler of the earthly realm. We won't even say his name. It's not worth it. Who fills the atmosphere with his authority. Hmm. You could preach on that. There, there are some reasons why he's able to fill the atmosphere with his authority, but we're not going to go into that. You have to come to the class on Wednesday night. And he works diligently. So he's pretty, he's pretty bent. He's hell-bent on doing his destruction in the lives of sons and daughters of earth, sons and daughters of Adam, and God's boys and girls too. Diligently he's working in the hearts of those who are disobedient to the truth of God. The corruption that was in us from birth was expressed through deeds and desires of our self-life. I could preach on that too, I won't. Just, it's okay to, to have a little, you know, self-esteem. Um, just Charles Spurgeon said, self-esteem is what put Christ on the cross. Okay, I'm just... I know we need, we, need to, we need to value ourselves the way God does, but we can't just have self-esteem apart from how God sees us, or you just get arrogant and prideful, and you turn into a turd. So there you go. I said it in front of the, everyone here. Preach like you're preaching to thousands. That's right. Okay. So the corruption that was in us from birth was expressed through deeds and desires of the self-life. We lived by whatever natural cravings and thoughts our minds dictated. But if it feels good, you should do it. Don't let anyone tell you you should obey their laws. Living as rebellious children, subject to God's wrath like everyone else. Don't let anyone tell you that there is not an end scenario that includes wrath. Okay, read the book of Revelation. It talks about the grapes. He's going to trample the grapes in the wine press of his fury. <laughs> I'm just glad I'm going to be with him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you rescued me. Let's just give, take a moment and give him thanks. You know? <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Yes, thank you for rescuing Scott. <clears throat> Verse 4, but God still loved us. So, you know, there's, there's wrath that's coming for people, but he still loves them. He doesn't want anyone to perish. The Bible says he, it's his will that everyone would come to repentance and that no one would perish. So he still loved us with such great love. And he is so rich in compassion and mercy. Even when we were dead and doomed in our many sins, he, he chose you. He united us into the very life of Christ and saved us by his wonderful grace. Just say grace. 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 You need it. Now, don't ever get a bad attitude about grace and just start going, grace, 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 grace. <laughs> you guys know. <laughs> Sloppy agape, yes, we should mock it you know, when we see it. That's when it's like sugar-coated grace. It's a little overboard. We don't want sloppy agape. We want, we want the truth in love. We want love with truth, truth with love. But we need love. We need a fresh baptism of love, honestly, I would say for myself. He raised us up with Christ. This is verse 6. He raised us up with Christ, the exalted one. You rule and reign forever, Jesus. And we ascended with him into glorious perfection. Okay, so here we go with some, some present tense words or past tense. We, we have actually ascended with him. 
Christ is exalted. He was raised from the dead and he ascended into heaven and he sits at the right hand of the Father. And when you give your life to Jesus, you enter into his resurrection life. You are actually ascended with him in the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm. For we are now co-seated as one with Christ. I think we need to renew our minds with this. I need to renew my thinking. I need to get rid of stinking thinking that causes me to think that I'm distant from God every time I mess up or think the wrong thing or say a cuss word. Yeah, I say cuss words occasionally, especially when I bang my head on something or bang my elbow. It's the elbow. It's like fire when it hits that funny button and you're like, anyway, we are co-seated with him. We are co-seated with him. We are one with him. When you fall down, do you think the Holy Spirit is concerned about trying to fix your boo-boos? Or do you think he's really set on transformation, transforming you into the likeness of Christ? See, you are in Christ. Your life is hidden in Christ. You are a new creature in Christ. And the Holy Spirit is in you, working in you to will and to act according to his good purposes. He's not going to get down and sad every time you screw up. He wants you and I to get back up, to get up, to start to step in grace and to grow in grace and, and resume. Repentance is just resuming. It's turning around and it's going back to the pinnacle, back to where you are seated with Christ. Repent. That, that's a fresh way of looking at repentance. Get back to your seat. Instead of getting off your seat, looking back at the world and sticking your toe in the pool of the world, seeing how nice the waters are. Cesspool, yeah, smells like sewage. Hmm, man. Yeah, get back up there. <laughs> get back up there. Get in your seat. Here we go. Verses 7 through 9, and we're almost done with the scripture reading. And then Barbara. <laughs> Oh, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to this. This is our first baptism. Anyway, back to the scriptures. Verse 7, throughout the coming ages, we need to silence our phones. We will be the visible display. You want to take care of that for me, baby? We will be the visible display. Where was I? Yeah, up in the first line still. Of the infinite riches of his grace infinite riches of his grace see we don't want to treat the grace of God as a license to just go play in the pool the cesspool and and just hopefully he'll wash me off again and again and again we can't have that perspective we need to see his grace is was valuable it cost it was very costly it cost Jesus his precious blood poured out on the cross anyway back to the scripture here we will be the visible display of the infinite riches of his grace and kindness. We need to be kind because he was kind to us, which he showered, which was showered upon us in Jesus Christ. For by grace you have been saved by faith. Nothing you did could ever earn this salvation. If you feel like you're trying to be good enough to earn heaven, stop it. You're, you're in the wrong seat. We don't, we don't save ourselves by our good works. Only Jesus can save you. You can't do it yourself. He's your rescuer. He reached his nail-scarred hand down from heaven and grabbed your dead hand and said, daughter, son, 
I'm going to bring you back to life. Will you, will you receive my gift? And the moment you said from that grave of being a walking dead person, this is getting weird. It should be October preaching this. Um, and you said yes to him. You barely eked out the words, yes. He pulled you up out of death. Nothing you did could earn this salvation. It was the love gift from God that brought us to Christ. So, here we go. No one will ever be able to boast. So, don't try to boast. Don't try to attaboy yourself and shine your little badge of, you know, perfect Christian good deeds and, you know, I'm so good at, at just doing all of the right things. I worship, I read, I pray, I witness, I love on people. That's all important stuff. We need to do those things, but we don't do it for love. We don't do it for heaven to get there. We do it because we are already there. We've already been forgiven. We already have love. So we don't do the works of God for love. We don't work for love. You know what that's, that, that profession is called. I can say it. Bill says it. I can say it too. If you're working for love, that's not what we want to be with God. We don't want to be his... Yeah, we, we want to be his real laid down lovers. We want to respond because he first loved us. We work out of love. Do you want to preach? No, I'm, I'm good. Okay, okay. So no one will ever be able to boast for salvation. Salvation. Salvation is never a reward for good works or human striving. Okay? You're not on a balance. Uh, a balance. You're not being weighed by God if you did enough good works to get into heaven. All have sinned. All have fallen short of the glory of God and are forgiven completely, receiving grace through the grace of God and you receive the gift of his righteousness through Christ. Let's get to that last verse. We have become his poetry. His re... I love the Passion Translation most of the time. Sometimes I don't. We have become his poetry. A recreated people... So you don't like the old you, just go to God. He will remake you. You don't like how your attitude sucks a lot of times and you think stupid stuff? Go to God. Let him remake you. Let him remold you. He want, he's so good at it. He is so good. He is the potter. We are the clay. He will take the oil of his presence and the water of his word, and he will soften you, and he will shape you and remold you into his likeness, into his goodness. And, well, anyway, I'll just keep going. We are his poetry, recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. For we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. And even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. Do you think we need to, so we're going to finish with that. <clears throat> do you think we need to worry about what God's will is for our lives? Am I called to ministry you know, do I, do I need to, uh, what is my ministry? Am I, you know, forgetting things that God wants me to do and I'm going in the wrong direction? I would just say as an encouragement to all of us, you stay close to Jesus. You stay close to him, loving on him, be, being one of his worshipers. You know, the Father is looking for worshipers who will worship him in spirit and in truth. He just wants a love relationship where he knows you and you know him. We don't want to be like the five foolish virgins that he said, you know, go away. I don't even know you. We want to know him. 
He saved us into a relationship where we can know him and, and grow in intimacy with the Lord, growing in hearing his voice through the pages of this book, not, not approaching this book like a, like a study book in a college professor class, you know, and trying to master the manuscript so that we have a head knowledge that far exceeds everyone else that we come in contact with so we can convince them of what the Bible says. No, we want the word of God to be the book that we, we go to to listen to his voice. And, and as we open it up and spend time with him, we just invite Holy Spirit, come, illuminate your word. Let the, the black letters and the red letters in this book on these pages come to life as I, as I take it in through my eyes and as I, as I read it out loud and, and let it go through my mouth and, and re-enter re it into my mind through my ears. Just a complete washing, kind of like a brainwashing, but it's a good kind. It's not like what you see in the movies. I want to be washed. I want my brain to be cleansed with the washing of the water of the word. So, we're officially done with that. How come I have that verse another time? It's interesting. It's really good. You should read it again while it's up there. <laughs> Hurry up. Read it. Get it over with. Okay. This is what we're going to do. We are going to end the night with some fun. This is going to be fun. The, the best part, I mean, it's the, the best part is going to be sealing the deal by taking Barbara into the waters of baptism and bringing her back up. So what I want to do, let me just see something real quick here. I want to make sure. Okay. I'll come back to this. Barbara. Would you come up here and stand in the middle of the room? And can I get some of Barbara's favorites to come up here? You might want to stand in the middle here. We're going to get it. We're going to, we're going to like surround you. Would you like a chair to sit on? Yeah, okay. You can grab one, one without a coat. There you go. So what I would like to do is I'd like to just take a few minutes and if would like to come up here and join us lay hands on Barbara we just want to release impartation you carry treasure of heaven you can release it you can release the good things of God that you carry to other people through laying on of hands you can turn on your fire hose as I used to tell the kids or the sprinkler however you want to look at it you know open up the gate of your heart and let the, the flow of the Holy Spirit come out of you so I want you guys come up and get around this awesome lady of God and what I would like to do is just have some of us who have a prophetic word to speak over her. We're going to pray and we're going to prophesy over her and then we're going to dunk her. If you have something to say, just uh, stick your hand up so I can put the microphone in it. Yeah, yeah Father, we just bless Barbara tonight, Father. God, she's so hungry for more of you. God, we thank you for that. Just give her more tonight, Father. More of you, Father. Barbara, I just see that 
right when you think that, how can I go even deeper with him, that you're going to go deeper with him. And he loves your hunger for wanting more and not ever settling or thinking you've arrived. But that you always want more of him. for Barbara. God, I thank you for her zeal, for you and for this house, God, that she is passionate for Jesus. She is passionate for his bride, for this church, Lord. I just pray, Lord, as I was just praying for you, Barbara, I was seeing this new season that there's like a new, maybe it's the new level, the deeper that, that Tammy was calling out. So it's just a new season there's more for you, that God's drawing you deeper, that he's drawing you closer. I feel like he's going to open your eyes even more. I know that you see, and I just pray, Lord, that you would let her see more clearly, that you would let her see what you have ordained for her to see, that she would begin to speak it articulately, Lord, that she would see, that she would draw, that she would paint, whatever it is, Lord, that you're calling her into. But I feel like she's going to feel like you're saying that she's going to see even clearer than she does now, God. So I just pray that you just rip off the, the lid of the box that we may have tried to put you in, God, and we just release you in a greater measure over Barbara. God, that you would go deeper, that any of the things in her building, with her relationships, any of those things, God, that would be hindrances, God, I pray that you would let the Lion of Judah roar over that tonight. God, that the enemies would be scattered in her lives, in her spiritual realm, God, I just pray that you would clear the area, that you would clear the air, that you would clear her spirit, all of the emotions, any past hurts, any history there. God, I just pray that this is a fresh start tonight, Lord, that as you come and then as we baptize her in your name, Lord, that she leaves the old and she comes up with the new, fresh, God, just fresh air, breath of heaven share over her, Lord Jesus. We just, the fresh newness of life. Holy Spirit, come. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. She is so blessed, Lord. I've seen her come from a woman that, that was just kind of seeking you a little bit, but to a woman who just grew, I've never seen anyone grow like she did. And it's going to continue. It's going to accelerate in your life in an even greater way. He's going to use you in such dynamic ways that it's just going to be so awesome. People will just say, wow, we have this of God. She will bring forth the glory of God through Lord God, her relationship with you in so many ways. We just thank you. We thank you for this dedicated life that has been laid down for you, Lord God, to bring forth your presence, your life through her, oh God. Reach the lost, reach the hungry, reach those that don't even want to be reached. Just do it, do it. He says, go, I've called you, go, go. 
do my word. In Jesus' name. Barbara, what I see is that the Lord is saying that wherever you set your feet is holy ground. Wherever you set your feet is holy ground. And I also see that you're walking up this mountain with him and you have a staff in your hand and you're just walking up higher and higher in this mountain. Barbara, I got this word before for you before, but I'll say it again, and that the Lord is redeeming the time in you. And when you're synchronized in his time, there's even more time. So go in his time. And I just see that he has a wealth of opportunities for you, for him to work his powers through you, to reach those lost people, and to have those moments with him. And so we just bless you. We thank you, Lord, for Barbara. And we thank you for what you're doing in her and through her. In Jesus' name. stepping into a prophetic office but it's it's up to you how far you're going to go so we just we recognize the gift the gifts and the call of God on your life that you are a creative that you can create worlds with your words, that you can speak life into dead places, that you can speak to the darkness and release the kingdom of light. You are a dispenser of Jesus. You are a dispenser of his glory. There is fire in your hands, healing in your hands. I just hear deliverance. You will deliver people. The deliverer lives inside of you. So we bless it. We bless it all. We just say more, God. More, Lord. Just, just stretch your hands forth this way, you guys, if you aren't. We just declare the more of the Lord. More, God. Holy Spirit. Come like a like a waterfall right now. Just wash over. Just bless and release your goodness. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for our sister. We thank you, God. Before we move on, does anybody else have a word? A prayer, a word? 
Some of you have written down some words, some scriptures, and Barbara, we, we want to give those to you. The, the hope was to be able to put them in the Bible that you're going to receive, um, but we don't have it tonight. It will be arriving because it was just released, but we wanted to make sure we, we gave you a real leather, not a bonded leather. Um, so you're gonna get you're gonna get a Buffalo leather Thompson chain reference Bible, and so whatever written words, yeah, don't go ordering one if you're thinking about it. Did she already order one? Send it back if you can. We'll talk about it. So until then, we, we do, um, there might be just one, but I, there could be more of you that have written down something for Barbara. Um, we're going to go ahead and, and walk her over to the waters of baptism. But before you do that, real quick, real quick, I know you guys are like, what, didn't you say enough already? Jesus said, all authority of the universe has been given to me. Now, wherever you, now, wherever you go, Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's why we baptize. This is why we do water baptisms, because Jesus said to do this. It's not what saves us, but it's a step of obedience. The scripture says, so what do we do? This is Romans 6. What do we do then? Do we persist in sin? so that God's kindness and grace will increase? What a terrible thought. We have died to sin once and for all as a dead man passes away from this life. So how could we live under sin's rule a moment longer? Or have you forgotten that all of us who were immersed into union with Jesus, the anointed one, were immersed into union with his death? Now, I wish I wouldn't have done the Passion Translation because I thought it said baptism. The NIV says, don't you know that those of us who were baptized in, into Christ were baptized into his death? So water baptism is a picture of your burial of the old you. And as you come up out of the water, you are being raised to new life in Christ. It goes on to say, sharing in his death. Well, I guess it did say baptism. Sharing in his death by our baptism means that we were co-buried with him so that when the Father's glory raised Christ from the dead, you were also raised with him. We have been co-resurrected with him so that we could be empowered to walk in the freshness of new life. John the Baptist said, I baptize you with water for repentance. So this is a baptism for repentance. It's water baptism. It's recognizing you're turning from the old life and you're being raised into that newness of life that Jesus has already given you. But John said, after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Okay, let's go do this.
Thank you.